Welcome to What I Wish I Knew by Dental Head Start, your weekly mentoring session thanks to cpdjunkie.com.au. Imagine building the perfect deck on your house. You've got beautiful wood, it's been oiled, it looks out onto your balcony and it's a perfect place to relax. Except at the same time, your bedroom and your bathroom are falling apart. That's what we do if we send our patient or start root canal with our patient instead of looking at the whole mouth, instead of understanding the whole situation. There is so much that goes into making that decision to start root canal therapy or to send to our specialist. And that's what we're talking about today with Dr. Omar Ikram. You all know Dr. Omar Ikram from Specialist Endo Crow's Nest on Facebook and Instagram. He's been sharing his knowledge for years and helping us with endodontics and today is no different. He was also on the the podcast and the feature interview episode number nine in May 2019. So go back and check that out and make sure you're following him at Specialist Endo on Facebook and Instagram. This is a really fun topic because it's been a bit of a bugbear of mine recently. I guess I, I started work, as you know, in um, New Zealand and then quickly went to the UK after a year and we had a lot of treatment planning that went on. Uh, you know, we were seeing 20. 20, 30 patients a day and treatment planning cases in like 10 minutes. Um, you had, you know, patients wanting bridges, extractions, multiple restorations, partial dentures. Uh, this is all packed into patients that I would see and I'd have phase one, phase two. I was quite um, okay at treatment planning while I was a general dentist because of this big exposure to patients and this uh, volume of dentistry over in the UK. But what I find is that there's a lot of uh, the treatment planning that's uh, – I mean, treatment planning is difficult. Uh, when you when you have a patient, for example, I say to them, um, I'm like the plumber, right? Your general dentist is a builder. He's the one or she's the one uh, that you have talked about uh, with the plan of your mouth. Uh, so I've been sent to four six to do root canal treatment. That's like saying to the plumber – uh, there's a kitchen planned and the sink goes there. Okay, so the plumber will walk in and he'll say the sink has to go, can go there, but you need to do this, you need to do that, you need to do this, and you need to do that to get the sink in there. Is that still something that you want? And then somebody goes, yes, and then you do it. Um, I'm that plumber. Uh, I look at tooth four, six and say, okay, to, do, to say four, six, I need to do this and do that. And the patient says, great, you know, maybe it has got some external cervical resorption. Maybe it has got something extra that wasn't quite obvious. Uh, maybe it's quite a difficult tooth to save because it's, you know, got a post and a crown and a whole lot of other things. So you give the patient the blurb on that. Yeah. And then they say yes, and then you go and do it. But um, it's really a, a good opportunity for the dentist to lay down like a, a proper plan for the patient and let the specialist know that, that this is the plan. That's where I think there needs to be a good communication between specialist and general dentist. Uh, as, to, as to the plan for the patient at the start. So Mr. Jones walks in, he needs three root canal treatments and three crowns. You send the patient to me and I say, yes, he can have three root canal treatments and, and then three crowns uh, by your dentist, but has your dentist spoken to you about the crown procedure and what that involves and, and all that stuff? And he says, no. Now, I had pain on a Saturday, went to my dentist, sent, sent, them, sent me to you and here we are. And, and I, can't, I can't offer an opinion regarding uh, the restorability of any of these teeth. But um, what, I, what I think is really good is like I've had some really great referrals in the past where, where dentists have literally said, 
I've taken the crown off, removed the caries, the tooth is restorable, and the patient's all ready to go for root canal treatment. And that, that's nice to have in the referral. Yeah. Uh, so just treatment plan like this. Uh, and also, even if the treatment plan is like we plan to root canal treat four, six, and do a crown, what's really useful there is I will say, oh, yeah, and your dentist has uh, said you need a crown after this because it says that in a referral. I'm going to do the root canal treatment, but, but the dentist has recommended a crown. Or conversely, maybe four, six isn't going to get a crown. And then it's like we plan to do root canal treatment of tooth four six, and the and the treatment plan is not to do a crown for four six, because it's unopposed, or because it's got light occlusion on the on the um, from the upper teeth, um, that or maybe it needs to be a development for a partial denture, and we plan to put a you know rest seat in there somewhere and on the crown. Uh, this kind of uh, description is really useful for the for the specialist to go to carry on that communication. The patient feels that. Uh, there's been communication from from A to B to C. You know, so mm, everybody's mm. communicated along the line and knew what was uh, what was the what the care to provide was regarding their teeth, and that's really good for the patient. It's good for the general dentist and good for me. Uh, so that's really something that uh, I often feel is uh, really important. Um, and just general kind of idea of costs for the patient regarding treatment at the start is like I said, like a building contract. You would you would do a building contract. They would give you a quote and you would sign it and say, okay. You know, this is what what is going to be. It's the same as a as a dental treatment plan in many cases. The other one was just oral hygiene and just making sure that was uh up you know up to speed. And again, that's something that's that's shouldn't be glossed over. I mean, yeah. the treatment plan involves oral hygiene, instructions, scale, and polish. Uh, patients should be uh, be informed about the you know that oral hygiene is pretty much the the basis of all dentistry. In fact, all medicine and dentistry is found on the patient actually looking after themselves. <laughs> it's like we don't exactly. we don't do miracle cures on people who smoke many fags a day and like, yeah. you know or eat sugar when they're diabetic all the time. And you know we just don't have a way of uh, correcting really bad behaviour in, uh, in in our medicine and dentistry. So um, you know I have seen a lot of uh, cases where where you just say to the patient, well, you need multiple root canal treatments and maybe your oral hygiene should be should be really good if you want to prevent this in the future. This is not something we can we can um, force you to do. You have to do this for yourself. You know, um, we, we, have to be our, we, we have to put our personal trainer gear on and say, look, you know, you need to be doing this. When you're not at the gym and sitting in front of me for half an hour lifting the weights, you need to be doing that in the, in the time that I'm not looking at you and you need to be working on your diet and stuff. It's the same with dentistry. You need to be cleaning your teeth. You need to be looking after yourself and not uh, not eating these things that are going to cause caries or smoking or whatever it is that you're doing. It's such important stuff, and it's something that I think we can sometimes get down in the minutia of dentistry and forget a little bit about what caused it, which is a pretty critical error. Something I like to say to my patients about perio. It's a little bit different, but I talk about. Um, uh, they've got this tartar around their teeth. I call it like barnacles on a boat or on a jetty. But then I talk about going to the um, doctor and you have high blood pressure and they say, and you don't know you ha- have it, but the doctor then gives you a tablet and you take that tablet every day and your blood pressure goes down. What I tell the patient is that they're not cured of this high blood pressure problem. They're just being treated. And then with gums and periodontitis, if they're not having regular cleans, it's like stopping your tablet the gums problem comes back just like your high blood pressure might come back if you stopped your tablets. And I think those little metaphors and things like that help get those points across. But it's very easy for us to forget to focus on that when we're looking at the, you know, the 
symptomatic apical periodontitis and the complexity of the treatment? Yeah, I mean, the one that I use at Endo is uh, we're cleaning your tooth on the inside and then we're locking in the clean environment when I restore the tooth. Uh, if you don't do a crown or a, something that's going to seal it better than uh, what it's currently, how it's currently sealed, you may end up with a reinfection. Or maybe, you know, in those cases where they've got root surface caries, you say you really need a decent restoration uh, there. You might need some, uh, you know, gum surgery just to trim that back and so you can get a good seal. Otherwise, it just gets reinfected. Um, because the, the bacteria come from your mouth and they reinfect the root canal. Root canal treatment uh, is is a is a good option for saving teeth, but it's definitely uh, open to leakage and other issues like everything else in our in our profession. Everything that we do is open for uh, failure uh, if the patient doesn't do what the, what they should be doing. It's easy for them not to know that, so important to discuss it. Yes, that, that's really great. That. Clear aligners have revolutionized the way we can provide aesthetic and orthodontic results to our patients. Many of us want to get into this field and provide these options for our patients, but are not sure where to start. That's where Aorta, Aesthetic, Orthodontic and Restorative Training Academy comes in. Their online course, Aorta Essentials, is made to give you the foundations to take the first step. They also provide a number of live courses around Australia to help build on those foundations. With an unbiased approach, Aorta will show you the pros and cons of all the aligner systems. Get started at aortaaustralia.com.au. Thank you, Aorta, for supporting dental students and graduates, and thank you for supporting the Dental Head Start podcast. I feel there's two threads here that I want to pull on, and one of them is that you know you need to be clearly communicating with your specialist and your patient about the whole plan, um, and that's something that actually I'm, I'm listening to you, and I'm going to talk with my specialists up here and make sure I'm doing that properly. But the other thing that I think of when I'm talking about endo, and especially when I'm talking with new graduates, um, and they've got a tooth and it's um, it's necrotic, it needs endo and a crown, and I say, but also take a step back, make sure you're not putting all your time, money and effort into that one tooth without thinking about the rest of the mouth. Is yeah. that something you see um, perhaps being um, forgotten or, or missed? Is it something that you think people need to focus a bit more on? Well, I mean, my referrers, I, I describe them as A-plus people, you know, they're, they're great <laughs> dentists and, yes, and nice yes. but you do you do have um situations where you can get referred a patient and as you said um well okay so the scenario that mostly comes up with this is not a it's usually even it's not been referred by a dentist it's usually someone at work has a pain in their tooth they they go to their friend and go i've got a really bad toothache and they say oh so i'm eric from crow's nest he's pretty okay he sorted me out so they come in straight off the street they sort of ring up and we say we well, don't you don't really need a referral but it's good to have one because then it's an assessment but they don't understand this that it's important to see a general dentist and they come to me and i say okay so you've got a chronic apical periodontitis or symptomatic sorry apical periodontitis associated with four six hey, but what about two, five, and there's a couple of teeth that need to be removed. Is it worth even getting a partial denture? I had Many years ago, I had this situation, same same kind of situation. The person had gone to a friend and said, oh, um, go and see Omar. And, and I looked around the mouth and thought, gee, you've got like a bridge and, you know, there's caries under the bridge and then it's like mm -hmm. you know, you've got a couple of other teeth that, that are a bit suspect. And literally, I, I just had to look at the patient and think, say, look, you need to go and see general dentists. They will look at all of your teeth. They will, you know, remove the caries and see what's restorable, what's not restorable, come up with a plan. I said, even a partial denture at your stage might be uh, might be more likely and give you something that's longer lasting in your situation uh, for the amount of teeth that need to be removed treated and all a lot of other things um, so basically uh, yeah i mean this is really important to step back as you said and look and say 
is a root canal treatment appropriate for the patient? We, we, we do this too in, uh, in endo, but um, obviously we're directed by the treatment plans a bit. So if a, if a general practitioner wants to keep the tooth, we, we try to stick to that plan. Uh, but sometimes we will get cases and think, oh, restorability might be an issue here. I mean, we're not going to do the restoration. Uh, we don't do the crown, obviously. So that's up to the general dentist. And sometimes the dentist has said, okay, the restorability is not a problem, which is good. Um, other times uh, they, they've come back and gone, oh, yeah, it looks like it's going to be really difficult. But that's, this is where, where it's really good to, to do your own assessment of restorability and something uh, with the recent, uh, you know, maybe possible downturns with dentistry. This is something where you can, where you can go back to basics yeah, yeah. and say, look, I need to take your crown off, remove the caries and see if your tooth is restorable. And that's going to be an appointment with me. I might open the pulp chamber and just place a, do a pulpotomy if the patient's got some uh, inflammation in the pulp. And then I'll refer you off to Omar if I think the tooth's restorable. There's no reason why you can't do that. And that makes a better referral. Then I can get on and do my root canal treatment. And I usually do the core buildup as well, but I can do the root canal treatment without sort of thinking, gee, is this tooth really restorable? I'm not quite sure. Yeah, yeah. It takes away the unknown and helps both you, well, the dentist, and yourself, the specialist, um, have a clearer path. Yeah. And the patient. It's legitimate work yeah. for the dentist to do. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That's really good. I think that, that treatment planning concepts, that it's it's the fundamentals of any part of dentistry, especially you know endodontics and then prosthodontics afterwards. Um, and we really should be thinking in those lines. So thank you, Omar, for sharing that with us. No problem. Thank you so much for listening to the Dental Head Start podcast. I genuinely hope this is helping you become a better dentist. So if you like what you're hearing, make sure you subscribe on your podcast player and I want you to do me a favor. I want you to go to social media and share something that you've appreciated from us with one of your friends. That's how the word gets out. That's how more people gain and benefit from what we're doing. And if you're a dental student or a graduate and you want to get a head start, go to dentalheadstart.com to find everything we're doing to help dental students become great dentists. I just want to take a moment to thank our sponsor and ask a question. But how do you make the most out of your CPD? I think the first step is to make sure you've chosen the right CPD. And how do you know that unless you've seen it all? cpdjunkie.com.au is made so that all of the dental CPD in Australia and New Zealand is in the one place. We've got all of the webinars, all of the live courses coming up on the website, easy to find and easy to filter. And the second step, well, it's all in the free ebook on their website, cpdjunkie.com.au, the home of Australian dental CPD. Thank you for supporting dental students and graduates and thank you for supporting the Dental Head Start podcast.